You're listening to the Kitchen Garden Magazine podcast, your fortnightly fix of gardening features, advice and chat. Subscribe and follow us now to never miss an episode. Hello and welcome to On the Grapevine with me, your host, Daniel Hayes, and my guest today, Joe Swift. Joe is a garden designer, author and TV presenter, making regular appearances on BBC Gardeners World and anchoring RHS flower shows from the likes of Chelsea, Hampton Court and Tatton Park. He drops in today to chat about his fantastic new collection of books, Joe's Expert Garden Guides, ranging from the edible garden, indoor garden, nature gardens, modern spaces and small gardens. Hi. Hello, Joe. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Oh, I'm getting there, getting there. I've just finished off one of those very nice um, chocolate caramel sweets. So, oh. oh, thanks, thanks for offering me one. I've got one left, Joe. I can do the. Uh... Go on, then. go on. Yeah, there you go. I've got my... There we go. There you go. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of modern technology, eh? There you go. So, Joe, thank you for joining us. Um, to my left here, and I have demirrored the screen so that otherwise when I show you books, they don't read backwards, as I found out. Okay. But okay. Um, it's been a bit of a break since your last books came out, Joe. I think I counted, going by when they're published, you're looking at a good 12, 13 years. Yes. And then like a good footballer or a good striker, you then hit us with a, with a deluge of them as well. That's right. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's like a renaissance. It's like a renaissance. They're very, yeah. no, they're very different, these books. In the past, I, well, I, I did an allotment book before, and I've done a sort of couple of designer, sort of more coffee table type books, whereas mm. these, um, these are more, they're sort of inspirational and practical, hopefully, at the same time. I think they're a bit more practical. They're a bit more, okay, you know, I've just got into gardening, or I've, you know, started a few, a few years ago, but I want to get a bit more knowledge, or I've just got this garden, or I just want to start growing some indoor plants, or I want to encourage wildlife into the garden, whatever it might be. Um, so I'm just hoping they're really accessible. Mm-hmm. And the, pub- yeah. the publishers have been great. They just said, look, you know, inspire people, but we want practical information. We want people to be able to get, pick it up, you know, look at it, think, yeah, that looks great. How do I do it? Okay. And, um, you know, having started off as a landscaper in this business um, and then gone on to be a garden designer and having seen and spoken to thousands of gardeners over the years of, of all different experiences, um, I just sort of, I, I think I know the sort of common pitfalls and, and try yes. and sort of steer people in the right direction, really. And that's I what's can, in these books, yeah. I can definitely agree with you there because that's exactly what I am. I've been a gardener landscaper for 35 years now, so we very... Kind of similar, not, not quite as, um, I think you've done more impressive gardens than I might have created, Joe. Well, I, I they're all I tied. It's all fun. Well, let's start. I mean, here's, here's the first one I found, the small garden, which I believe has got pictures of your own garden in it as well, Joe. Did I notice that's my That's my own back garden. Mate. It's, yeah. it's changed. It changes. That that was actually a few years ago. It changed every year I do something different out there. But uh, it sort of charted my life from, from being a you know, a gardener and then having kids as well. Mm. So it had to be a practical space. It's only a small yep. garden. Um, so, and also, you know, dealing with things like privacy in the city and, you know, looking out of the back from the kitchen, you know, all year round onto this garden, how to layer up the planting. 
But, you know, it's got to be a versatile space. Um, and people yeah. are like, oh, I've only got a tiny garden. I can't do much with it. But actually, you can do a lot. You, there's an amazing amount that you can do with it. But there's a few, you know, I, I want to try and guide people in the right direction before they say, okay, well, I'm going to put the seating here area over here. I'm going to put the planting area over there. And then, you know, a few years down the line, a lot of people are ringing me up and going, oh, I've done, you know, I've spent, I've spent 10 years on this garden and I still don't like it. And you think, well... <laughs> You'd spend 10 years on your bathroom or your kitchen. It'd be the most amazing kitchen yeah. bathroom in the world. But it's um, it's just about, you know, getting a bit of knowledge, having a go, and then feeling like you're going in the right direction and going with it to a degree, I think. Yeah, I mean, I often tell guys, but you've got to live with it. The first thing they, it's always been told to me, you've got to live with your garden for a year. Yeah. You don't know, there might be some fabulous plants, but not all plants show their face all the year round, let's be honest. No, that's true. That so, absolutely I'm, true. But some people are a bit impatient. Yeah, you know, um, it's like oh, yeah. I want to get stuck in, but also the whole orientation. You know, you end up, you know, the sun. Yeah, you know, well, I actually like sitting in the shade. I avoid the pirate yeah, sun. Yeah, same as me. The way the way you gravitate towards certain areas of your garden. I'm redesigning uh, one at the moment where on the lawn they've just chucked a load of sort of furniture because that just catches the evening sun. So it's like okay, you know, and they've been doing yeah. that for years. They've had this garden for years, but okay, well, that's the obvious place to put a seating area. Um, they go, yeah, we feel nice and secluded here. We've got views out. It just catches the last couple of hours of the sun in the summer. Brilliant, because they've, they've experienced But you're absolutely right, yeah, to know that plot. And every garden is different, every plot. Is different. Yeah. And, and interestingly, the sun is a very important part of any garden design because that's the one thing, global warming, et cetera, all these things that seem to affect us nowadays. The one thing that won't change is the sun and where it is at certain times of the year. That's... That's, that's something we probably can't affect, to be honest. And um, as you say, yeah, and as you're talking about sit seating areas, yes, yeah, so most people want that. Oh, we've got this funny little bit on, over there. Well, that's just where the sun, we like to sit there in the summer when it's gone down. And, and I'm like you, I don't, even though I've worked in the, the, um, the thing for the last 35 years, I really don't like sitting in the, people often say to me a weekend, why are you sat there in that corner? I don't really want to sit in the sun, thank you very much. I have English skin, it tends to go red. Yeah. And then it will kind of go a brown colour, but it generally just kind of just goes red. And yeah, no, absolutely. No, I mean, that's why I wear a hat, you know, yeah. for years. It was like, oh, don't wear a hat on the telly. You can't see your eyes. I'm like, well, I always wear a hat normally because I don't know if you know, I haven't got much hair. Well, I think you've done your hair very nicely today, Joe. To and actually, fair. you know, I've had, I actually had something chopped out here, you know, a, a basal yeah. cell carcinoma, precancerous cells. So it's something we've got to be careful of, um, just you know, oh, getting yeah. out there. You know, there's the watch your back campaign as well for yeah. you know people who's you know taking the shirt off, doing a lot of gardening and uh and, and getting burnt. It's not brilliant mm. for, for one skin, and especially my my, my lovely soft fair skin. Your lovely soft English skin there. To be honest, <laughs> do you know I've never been a gardener who particularly has taken his shirt off in people's gardens because I don't I don't think it's particularly. I mean, if we all look like Brad Pitt, maybe customers would be employing you for that, but I don't. And as I say, but and nor do I. Yeah, and it, I, what people forget about the sun is it, it tires you out. You sit under the sun, beaming sun all day long. By about one, two o'clock, you'll find that you're all kind of uh, that kind of verb you start with first thing in the morning. He's long gone, and all you really want is a cold drink and to go home. Yeah. Quite simple. No, give me a bit of dapple shade. I love yeah. a bit of da dapple shade is my favourite. Bit of think, bit of light breeze. Yeah. And also, I think your hat is a bit of your trademark, man. You could say you're... you're yeah, it's all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got his dogs. Adam's got his cat, and you've got your hat. And I've got my, <laughs> I've got it. my hat, and I don't have to feed it anything at all. 
I don't have to take it. I don't have to take it for a walk. Or anything. No, I know. No, it's true. But the, the hat just became just it was just became a necessity. Yeah. You know, when you're filming in the sun and you're gardening in the sun and you know, you just you know, yeah. you wear a hat. Do you have a particular hat maker you prefer? Uh, yeah, well, I have a lovely guy who um, he's is the most environmentally friendly, sustainable hats in the world. Yeah. Well, I think I might be able to reach it. Oh, here we go. This is what we want. Yeah, they're, they're there it is. Oh, I don't know whether that will work with headphones. They don't really go on with it. Look, no, it really work. <laughs> Oh, no, they, yeah, they're called Pachacuti. They're called Pachacuti, and he's great. He goes over to Ecuador, and, you know, there's a co women's cooperative who makes them, and he knows exactly where the, the material's coming from. He sourced it right back to the beginning, yeah. and his wife is, um, is, a, is a massive, massive sort of environmentalist in the, in the fashion industry um, and always campaigning for, for, uh, for uh, employees' yeah. rights and everything. So it's a really, they're really good hats. And uh, yeah, and so I've got a bit of a thing going. Yeah, every year at Chelsea, we meet up and uh, yeah. chew the fat. Yeah. Well, they look very nice. They look very comfy. And they yeah. do the job, which has got to be the main thing of any any kind of piece of clothing, I suppose you could say. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. There's no, there's no point wearing something that's uncomfortable when you don't like it, don't do the job. Well, there's a certain point, no. there's a point of doing it. <laughs> oh, that, 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 that's very good advice. Well, I do have some bits of advice. I've forgotten most important things, to be honest, but that's just getting old, I think. <laughs> right, well, your next book, we've looked at your small garden. Your next book, Indoor Green, which is obviously indoor. Now, I have placed a couple of little plants just behind me under, in direction from my wife, admittedly. Well, some of them are cut flowers, I'll be honest with you. Well, they are, yes, yes. Um, oh, the lovely orchid. Orchids are such great value, though. I'm always buying an orchid now yeah. rather than, you know, a, uh, well, rather than a bunch of flowers. If I yeah, go and visit someone. Yeah. yeah, and my mum my mom is brilliant at getting them back, back into flower as well. And they last for a long time. And, you know, then in M&S or something, about a tenner or 15 quid. Yeah, if even that. that. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. Uh, but no, it, the, the whole the whole um, indoor plant thing is massive at the moment. It's been, mm. you know, I, remember, I mean, I start the book by saying I remember when I was a kid in the seventies, you know, uh, under this big uh, cheese plant in our living room, you know, uh, <laughs> pretending that I was sort of in the tropics. Um, but now, uh, and then they went really out of, out of fashion. But now, because a lot of people haven't got a garden of their own at all, they've only got an indoor mm. space, or they're renting somewhere, they want to take all their plants with them and. And they build up a nice collection. Um, we've got a, a lot of houseplants. My 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 missus has done a bit sort of houseplant mad, which is mm. which is great because I love it. Um, but yeah, um, houseplants are, are back, and uh, like I say, they're sort of flexible. You can put them in pretty much you know any room in the house. Minimal care. Um, that's the thing. I think people over pamper their houseplants, which yes. can kill them. I mean, the most common form of, of killing a houseplant is overwatering it. Mm. That's the, you know. Well, no, I think that's what the book's lovely about. I see you're full of lovely pictures and things, but it gives you those little bits. They do need it, they need to be treated slightly differently to an outdoor plant because you, yeah. it is a false. And obviously, most houses have central heating, which isn't particularly good because it sucks all the moisture out of the air. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I have flipped through it. It's very good. It gives you those nice, subtle, those kind of little building blocks that you need that almost work for anything. Because as you were saying about um, orchids, you don't really need to throw them away. Once they finish flowering, you just need a little bit of knowledge. And as you say, they will keep flowering and keep They'll come out. back again. 
yeah, yeah. this is it, which is which is very good. But no, it's a, it's a good book. Yeah, I think it's it's good. Yeah, even people like me. I mean, I'm, I'm I might I might know a bit about outside garden plants, but indoor plants doesn't matter what type. You could be the greatest gardener on the planet, but you can take take yourself out of your comfort zone and you. No, can... uh, no, so, and actually that's the one I had to do most research for because mm. you know the Latin, you know, peace lily. Oh, what's the Latin name and uh, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it's no, it's it, it's. Yeah, the idea is that you know it's for, for people just getting into it who um who might have one or two house plants mm-hmm. or I mean, you know or their or their their daughter or their nephew or their niece it's just you know they go around their house mm-hmm. and then nine ninety nine these books I was really adamant I was like look I've done yes. coffee table I've done coffee table books for twenty thirty forty quid you know don't, I don't want them to be so precious I want them to be something that you can have in the car. Or the van, you know, we used to always have like the, the RHS encyclopedia when I in the van, and you, know, you could just have a quick look up. Okay, how do I do a bit of you know air lawn aeration, or you yeah. know, how, what, what am I, what, what what compost am I using for this, or how do I prune that, and some really basic stuff to just just sort of easy accessible pick up, have a go at something, and you know, as you know, with gardening, it's all about having a go, and we learn yeah. through our successes and failures, and we all have failures. You know, we all uh, have. Yes. And I think that's the great thing about Monty is, well, Monty obviously has more failures than most. Of them. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. But, but he crying. talks about them. On, he talks about them honestly on the telly, yeah. and uh, and I think that's a, because you know it's the only way we're going to learn, and the only way you learn from gardening is by starting somewhere, having a go, see where you end up. And enjoy it, enjoy the play, and don't do stuff if you really hate it. There's always another way around. Well, no, gardening is, is meant to be. It's a it's a hobby. Some people would call, but um, it's meant to be enjoyable. And and I think Monty's carried on this tradition from Jeff Hamilton because he was always quite happy to show you. Got an absolute yeah. pig's ear or something came out of. Oh well, we'll try again next year. And sometimes, certainly with vegetable growing, yeah. Sometimes I, I remember one year I had to do three lots of sowing to carrots. To finally get some carrots to come out, and yet the following year, and parsnips are a classic. Sometimes they just don't want to come up, and you're like, "Yeah, they just..." What am I doing wrong? I'm doing nothing different to what I normally do, but just some years might be yeah. bad seeds. But you just kind of, what do you do? Yeah, no, but exactly. But that's what worries me is that people have a go, and then they, you know, it's like, "Oh, well, I killed this house plant," or oh, "I planted some bulbs up, and the squirrels chewed them," and, you know, and then and it puts them off. Um, yeah. And uh, it's just one of those things. You know, the more you put in, the more you get out of it, yeah. and. Uh, you know, I love it and uh, have done it all my life. I mean, you know, like you and uh, and still when I'm not working, I'm not designing someone's garden yeah. or, you know, filming or whatever, I'm trying to do a bit of gardening myself. Yeah. That's exactly right. what I'm doing today. I've got a rare day off from the day job. Oh, lovely. And I'm going to go and cut my lawn and a lot of my daffodils, I brought a big bag of daffodils at the end of last year from the local garden club and they're all flying. I'm not quite sure what you, they're exactly what the label said, but... Yeah. that'd be fine they're all well, off the borders yeah <laughs> yeah well it's like it's like i've got columbia road market down the road for me which is a flower market i play and sell plant sell live plants and i remember going there years ago and they had all these rhododendrons you know for sale and yeah. you know and none of them were, i said what 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 color what color are these now oh they're all mixed they're all mixed <laughs> it's like great they're only about a five or each so it's like technically take a punt on it you know well yeah and sometimes that's quite nice i mean sometimes if i do a garden i'll put some bulbs in or something i won't actually tell the customer and then you'll go back maybe six months a year later a year and a half and i said oh thank you for that i didn't did you put them in you're kind of like yeah yeah yeah, yeah i did put them in but i just didn't tell you just to give you a little bit of a surprise because I, yeah. I often think things like 
bulbs and things like that are probably underused. Most people think bulbs, I think they think, oh, snowdrops and daffodils. And there's oh, yeah. so many more bulbs out there. Oh, yeah. And winter. Yeah. Kamasi. I, 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 I do like bulbs that cut, you know, alliums and kamasi is I've been mm. using more and more because they, they come back and uh, they're yeah. just so impressive. And they fill that sort of gap, you know, sort of in spring when things, all the perennials and the grasses are coming through, but um, but they just fill that gap. And they can be very elegant as well, you know, yeah. whites and light blues and all that sort of uh, They look great, yeah. Which kind of brings us on very nicely, Joe, to your modern space garden, which, as you say, is, is a kind of using... I think, there you go, there's, there's some people watching. As I say, full of lovely flowers. What I like about them, Joe, is they're very concise... They're punchy. They get to the point. They're not. They you don't spend too long. Like there's a little bit a little later on the um, doing your own veg. The no dig bit. You you talk about it, and if people are interested, I often say if I, I write local articles for the local magazines, yeah. you can't tell everyone everything in a book that's trying to cover such a broad subject. But if you're interested, and you obviously yeah. I, I've spoken to um, Charles Dowding before. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. can fill a. He could probably fill all five books about no dig. Oh. And this exactly. is exactly. I just had to. I just, you know, totally. And he is the legend of yes. uh, of no dig. Um, but it's just it's a taste. It's a lot of taste. Uh, uh, you know, people who who have got into no dig, you know, absolutely swear by it. I've done a little bit of it myself. But yeah, it's just to give people a little taste. And if you want to explore, you know, there's a lot going. I don't want to just be like, okay, here's how to grow all these vegetables. It's like there are. You know, there, there, there's different ways of doing things. There's, there's the no dig thing out there. You might grow an allotment, you might grow in your garden, you might just grow in containers. A lot of people are just growing, yeah. a, you know, a load of edibles, and you might just want some herbs or, or whatever it might be. But obviously, you know, if people are really going to get into it, they're going to go and explore further. Yeah. Um, but it, hopefully, they will, it will help start that sort of interest and that passion and give enough information for people to get going, really. <laughs> This is it. And, and the modern garden, as you say, is, is talk, you talk about a lot of plants in it as well, but it's actually using structures of things to create. They can be very important things because they're permanent in some ways, but they're very important to kind of the overall structure of your garden. Plants can yeah. sometimes be, I mean, some you would never, if you, if you went there in the winter, you'd think, what's well, a bit of, well, allotments is, is a classic version. You'd think, there's nothing here. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Come, yeah. come give it four or five months suddenly. Well, look at Monty's garden some of the time, some parts of his garden. Yeah. As you say, there's six foot towering monsters and canners appearing and things like that. But you wouldn't, if you didn't know gardening, you'd just think, it's a bit of a boring area, isn't it? But, and, but yeah. I think that's what I like about it. Yeah, I think, that I, I mean, the model garden is also, it's also the way we use plants. And it's, <laughs> um, you know, it sort of it embraces the new perennial movement as well, because it's about, it's about thinking sort of big brush strokes with plants. You know, it's not just, oh, I'm in this little corner here and I'm doing mm. a thing. You know, so, you, you know, it's, it's about, you know, maybe looking out the back of the house and, and having a contemporary space. And, and a contemporary garden is really, it's just an update, updating of uh, a lot of, you know, gardening uh, traditions, but it's also combining design and it doesn't have to be a small scale, small space. I talk about, you know, bringing in the view of an extended landscape yeah. um, and, and how to work with that as well as how to frame a view and how maybe to internalise it. If you haven't got a beautiful view and you've just got, you know, a bit of an eyesore beyond, how to help screen it but still create. Contemporary gardens are also about sort of modern living. You know, people want so much out of their gardens these days. They want to be able to yeah, entertain. Year. They want to do yeah. a bit of yoga. 
They want the, the dog out there. They want to have a bit of a car. They want to look great. They don't want to do a huge amount of work. So I talk no. about things like robot mowers and irrigation systems and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it is there are ways of, of, of creating very high impact with not so much work, but it is where design really comes into its fore, I think. And uh, and there was a period years ago when it was also minimal. You know, I, used to, I designed, I mean, I'm guilty. You know, I designed a lot of yeah. gardens with just a few plants and a hell of a lot of paving. And they look terrible. You know, I mean, they honestly, it just doesn't work. But now we also want to embrace wildlife and nature and all that within our modern gardens. And it can yeah. all happen. It can all work. And it doesn't mean that you've just got to be out there gardening it all day, every day. It's embracing plants yeah. in their decay through the winter and the skeleton of, you know, some trees and the interesting bark and looking at it in a different way <laughs> yeah. as well, I think. I love hibiscus. It takes forever. It doesn't, it doesn't normally show any leaves until it's got above 75. It's not interested at all. And all of a sudden, yeah. bang. But I yeah. think it's a lovely architectural plant, just yeah. a little knobbly twigs and that. I just think it's wonderful. But as you say, a lot of people will be like, I think it's dead. You're like, no, it's just a hibiscus. It's just, just doesn't no, matter. Yeah, and you've got, to, you've, got to, you know, you've got to appreciate the moment yeah. in gardening. You know, it's yeah. like uh, in, in our, outside my house here, there's a street tree. We've got, um, there's a lovely almond just coming in. You know, they've got, Hackney's done an amazing job of street trees over the years. And, it's, and it flowers for about, oh, about two days. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it just looks, um, and you've just got to grasp that moment. Yeah. And when it flowers, you've just got to appreciate yeah. it. Think, wow, that is stunning. Because I know everyone wants long flowering, it's got to go, go on forever and all this sort of stuff. But sometimes there are plants in your garden that you've just got to appreciate when they're there and they might not be there that long. Yeah, I've got a couple of standard camellias outside my front door. But we all know what will happen. They'll come out and then they'll get a little ground frost and then they'll be gone. But, um, yeah, and that'll be it. And it does the um, the wonderful evergreen flowers all spring, summer and in the autumn as well. It doesn't exist because if it did, there'd be a very rich person on the planet who's invented that magic plant. But I often have to explain to people that evergreen plants need to keep themselves in leaf all year long. They can't be the most fat. If you want fantastic flowers, yeah. you're going to have to buy things that are perennial or deciduous because they can't physically. You're asking a plant to do a hell of a lot of work through all seasons and it, it doesn't exist. If it did, no. we would know about it, but it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. But there are plants that, you know, that do have interesting bark or, yeah. or twigs or you know, autumn cut, you know. Yeah, to see, I mean, you know, there are a lot of them in the book. They're, they're, they're sort of design, designer, I mean, not designer, I mean, they're plants, but they're mm -hmm. plants that you see a lot of designers, um, you know, really, you know, top designer, you know, Tom Shet Smith and Dan Pearson and those guys, you know, you, you start looking at their palette of plants, you're thinking, well, I'm like, well you, oh, you're using that because it's, it, you know, it adds so much. It really, there's more than one season of interest or it's yes. got a lot going for, you know, whatever it might be. And, and you know, there's so many plants out there. I think for the novice gardener, it just becomes overwhelming. You know, where do you start? Mm. All these the Latin names. And I think there's something like 25,000 plants uh, on sale at any time in the UK. Yeah. You know, and we don't and know. And often they're, they're, they're subspecies of a there's a there's a many a thing like i'm obviously um i don't think i live that far from you i'm just up, just up the m3 in um hampshire and right. box blight is terrible around here both yeah. the um the caterpillar and obviously the, yeah. um, the fungal infection so i started using the anonymous uh, yeah, yeah i just want, i just what the gene hughes is that the anonymous gene, gene hughes, hughes yeah they're very similar gene hughes or green spy they're very similar okay, yeah, yeah you'd have to know you'd have to know your plants really know your plants but they're both, they do a yeah. wonderful thing 
And as you say, and the problem is with round here is box is not going to, it doesn't kill it, but it's a, it's a, you're fighting a battle that you're never going to win in every single year. Yeah. And you can get the sprays, but it's just, and now a lot of people, you say anonymous and they think, they think of obviously the bigger shrubs and they think, oh, yeah. but then if I want that, then you've got to explain to them that in all, in all species of plants, there's little subsections and people have bred them. And as you say, you might look at it and think, I don't know what that is. And then someone gives you his Latin name or for instance, you're like, really? But that's yeah. the thing I think confuses a lot totally. of people. It is, it is confusing, and that's why. I, that, and I, I just hate the idea that that puts people puts people off mm. at all having having a go and getting into it. No, I used that euonymus gene huge recently on a job mm. where um because yeah, you talk to a nurseryman and I'm like oh, it's box, and they're just like nah, don't just don't even go there with box. A lot won't sell them. I'm the few of them around here won't. They yeah. actually have said unless you really specifically want it, we do not keep it in stock, and we would rather not sell it to you. It's just and it is an area thing. I mean. If you're yeah. kind of up north, Manchester, Lake District sort of way, or maybe over kind of Lincolnshire, you may well be fine. But I imagine like most things, pathogens, yeah. shall we call them, they spread. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Brings us nicely onto your next book here, Joe. The Nature Yeah, Garden. well, you know, Nature Garden, I mean, wildlife and nature, <clears throat> it's, you know, our gardens are such an incredible resource okay. and it's our responsibility really. But you know what, it's, it's just the win-win situation because if you make a garden feel alive, it's full of bees and butterflies and birds, um, it just turns it into a completely sort of um, immersive experience rather than just, oh, I'm going, oh, look what I'm growing, it looks great. Da, 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 da. You need to have the sounds and the movement yeah. and, and, uh, and it's so easy to do. You know, it's, it's about gardening techniques, about, you know, having a hierarchy of plants and having a few trees in a small garden, in a small garden, letting the leaves, you know, leaving them on the ground a little bit longer and you, you end up, you know, with something that's going to come and eat something else, basically. You know, you want predators yeah. that are going to come in and predate on, on something. A little bit of water, fantastic. Um, and I absolutely, I, you know, maybe, maybe it's my age, but, you know, I think we're, I just love the wildlife in the garden and see it. It's their garden as much as it's mine. Yeah. And I think you need to, I've written about it before, you need to, you need to sometimes enjoy your garden. You, you, your garden is there to enjoy, not to be a slight, oh, I need to do that. And I love, I mean, I'm quite lucky where I'm a bit, bit rural here, but yeah. I can, there has, there are some cockles up the road, which sometimes can wake you rather early than you'd want. <laughs> but I'm um, just sometimes sitting listening to the birds and it, it doesn't act, you could be, as you say, in the kind of middle of London or anywhere you want, but they are there. And if you just close your mind a bit, and I think that's maybe what the uh, pandemic did to a lot of people found. Very They appreciated so. actually the little things that, um, as you say, the birds are singing. Oh, well, that's a good sign. As you say, when, when you can't hear birds and things, you, you start wondering either there's a big storm coming because they're, they're nature's in, incredibly in tune with, as I say, when you're talking about weather, I mean, you can get there's a little kind of, I think it's probably from Australia or something. It obviously sucks in moisture, but it kind of raises and drops down. It tells you when bad weather, it's almost a predictor. It's right. a, they're amazing little things. And, uh, but I think you're need to understand that nature is probably better at telling you your, what's going to be happening in your local area than anything. They are far more in tune to it. And I think as humans, we probably need to um, learn a bit from that. Think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you're right about the pandemic. I think it's sort of everyone stopped a little bit more and started appreciating, mm. uh, you know, the street trees and the parks yeah. around them and the views and just looking out the window and slowing, slowing down. And that's what you know. That's what gardening is about as much as anything. 
Yeah, well, it's interesting because I was speaking to um, one of your colleagues, Adam Frost, the other day. Yeah. And he said what he's realised from it is actually he needs to, I suppose when you're like we are, you kind of work for yourself quite simply, but we're all self-employed to a certain is yeah. you don't need to say yes to everything. It's not going to vanish overnight, probably. Yeah. And sometimes you actually need to actually stop and enjoy the job. Otherwise, because I've always said some of the some of the, the most knowledgeable people I've ever met in the gardening world are not actually supposed paid experts. It's yeah. actually keen amateurs because yeah. they love what they do and they have the enjoyment for it. And that's it. Whereas sometimes if you're paid to do something, you can become a little bit grizzled and kind of, oh, again. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, no, it's it's like yeah, and and and, and appreciate and appreciating and having time to spend in your own garden, uh, and yeah, but uh, it's funny. I mean, all, all I still love doing mm. things in my garden. I still find it an escape, even though yes. you know I'm designing and I'm writing and I'm filming and and always talking about the garden. But when I'm actually sort of say pruning something or digging or planting or I still find it still takes me away, you know. Uh, and and that's the other thing. I mean, the mental health side, you know, during during lockdown. But you know, I think gardeners have always known how good it is for oh, yeah. our, you know, our well being and, and mental health and all that sort of stuff. And it's great that that is now widened out and and it's been generally um, accepted as being yeah. um, something. You know, I mean, even the NHS, you know, prescribe it sometimes to get outdoors, you know, mm-hmm. connect with nature, do a bit of gardening. Um, you know, and combined with yeah, you know, lockdown and COVID and everything, um, it's it's incredibly. I, I mean, I thought I couldn't live without it, and I, I think that's why people have got into it more and more. And you know, you don't, like I say, you don't have to have a garden. You can grow indoor plants. You can have an allotment, or be part of a community garden, or become a volunteer. You know, for the national trust or whatever, or you know, whatever it whatever it is. There's always a way. There's something for every garden. There is yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. There's totally something for it. Yeah. And that brings us on beautifully, Joe. To your final one, close to my heart as well. Ah, the edible yes, garden. The edible I finally, yeah. after all these years, I've moved house last year and I've now got my allotment in my garden, which is lovely. Oh wow. Because I can come home and I can just I can just do nothing sometimes, but I can just sit there and flick a few things and that, but it's and it's wonderful. Yeah. And then so yeah, that, but also when you want to pick something and cook it, it's just right outside your back door. The wastage, I must admit, the wastage, the bits I didn't have a chance to um, my allotment wasn't very far away. But the yeah. fact you've got to get on your bike, get in the van, drive down there, unlock all the gates to get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it really cut. And you actually realise that, as you say, even just a small pot, you can grow quite a lot of carrots in a 10-litre yeah. pot. I mean, if you choose the right carrots, obviously, you don't want any big main pots, but you can use the uh, lovely Chantenay earlies. You can yeah. grow masses of them, and it'll keep... I mean, we're a family of four, but it keeps us fed. Yeah. Can't grow everything, but... No, exactly. You don't need a big allotment. You know, you, you can grow a, a, a lot in just a you know, couple of square, two or three square meters of ground or pots or yeah. And it's sort, of, it's for first. It's yeah, again, it's sort of first time people who you know who, who might not have um, who might not have grown any veggies. I mean, before I had my allotment and that one on the whole garden as well, which was I don't know, fifteen years ago. Yeah, I'd never grow. I'd never grow. I mean, apart from some press at school, yeah. I, I'd never grown anything and. You know, it was like you're either an ornamental gardener or you grow edible, you grow yeah. one or the other. But actually, no, I mean, parsnips are a bit tricky, but most things just want to grow. And it doesn't matter what they look like. They taste so much better than anything you ever can ever buy. Yeah. You know? And that's what it's about. Really. And it's the variety you can get from growing yourself. There's, there are so many, I mean, heritage, um, heritage vegetables have come 
have flown up lately, these old-fashioned ones, and they're, and they're very useful as well because, like a lot of things, they're, they're actually resistant to a lot of modern-day pests because what they were affected by aren't around anymore because they're gone, like, a, like all things that like you could say about our, our friend COVID. Actually, yeah. he has to keep changing because quite simply yeah. put, that's what, that's what viruses do. They have to change to survive. And as you yeah. say, and, and there's a lot of them, um, I do like some of the old varieties. And, yeah, supermarkets grow things for supermarkets. They yeah. need to travel a long way and, and sit on the shelf for a while. Whereas we all know some vegetables, they're, they're very, very precious. And that's it. You need to pick them, pick them and eat them. And that's it. So, yeah, exactly. Cool. Exactly. But also with kids, you know, mm. to get kids eating healthily and just getting them grown a few bits and pieces. And they'll always try something that they've grown themselves. And, uh, oh, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, I think there's nothing better than, than you know, oh, no. It's like picking a sweet corn off of sticking yeah. um, it on the barbecue. Yeah, I don't know how old your kids are, Joe. I've got two teenage girls. I think you can't force people to love it, if you get my no. meaning. But it's nice to give them the thing that maybe one day, and I often find a lot of people later in life say, oh, I used my dad used to do this, and I kind of never done it once I moved out. And then they kind of get back into it when they get a bit older, and they suddenly think they remember yeah, yeah. these things that their no, well, and their granddad did. Yeah. Well, my son is uh, he's a landscaper now, and um, he's you know he's on the list. He's on he's on the list for the local allotments. You know, he's yeah. working, so he's desperate to get an allotment, mm. which is great because he's helped me on the allotment in the old days. Um, in fact, I'm a grand. I became a grandfather three years. Oh, congratulations! So that's how old my son's twenty five. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm a granddad. I can't granddad. It. But, granddad um, Swift. So, but you know, I can't wait to garden with my granddaughter, yeah. and you know, and my son's got it. Yeah, and my daughter, I know that you know, she she keeps saying, "Oh, we've got this little bit. You know, what, what should we do with this?" And I've got to go round to her flat around the corner and give them some advice and stuff. But uh, I'm hoping that they, yeah, it fits with them. I mean, I used to ground garden with my both my grandparents, you know, yeah. when I was here mm. uh, a little bit, um, and with my mum, my dad wasn't really interested in gardening no. but um yeah it's something that you pass you pass down and, yeah. and, it, it, and you, you you go away from it and you come back to it and you go you know whatever but i think it's sort of those basics really stick yeah. with you yeah. that's actually one of my questions for you have you got any um any joe swift juniors appearing but you've already answered that by saying your son's a landscaper so natural heir to the throne yeah he said uh, no he yeah well he he did mechanical engineering masters at, um, at Brighton. I was like, okay, great, Sam, you're going to be a you know a mechanical yeah. engineer. And he said, no, Dad. He goes, I don't want to sit in front of a computer the rest of my life. That's what Fair engineers enough. do. He said, I want to be out on site. And I was like, okay. So he's working on the Battersea Power Station project. Um, oh right, yeah, for, yeah for, big for Willoughby, He's working for Willoughby Landscapes. Yeah. And uh, commuting from Brighton to Battersea Power Station every morning. Got to be on site at seven thirty. That's fun. Oh. Yeah. That is well, he loves it. He's young, he loves it. I suppose, he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, great. I'm like, wow, that sounds exhausting, but you know, he's um, he really loves it. He yeah, really yeah. Loves it. yeah, to be honest, as I was um, well, I've got I had my hair cut yesterday. I thought oh, I'm appearing on with Joe, I better get my hair cut. I don't want to show me my hair. <laughs> yeah, I did. The, the lady there is, and she was actually saying that um, she wishes she had done something like that. And she's a bit older than me. So I think she was in her mid fifties. But she said the op- that wasn't really an option necessarily. Although she is ago, it's. I mean, I went to Merris Wood in the nineties, yeah. uh, very early nineties, late eighties, and yeah. it was only then really becoming the thing that gardeners. Because I think some way you've seen before that it was kind of like, well, you're not in the right sort of area, and you just got to be an old boy just going along, 
at the end. Whereas I said, nowadays, of course, there's there's so much opportunity in the world of horticulture. Nowadays, you can go into, you know, I mean, a lot of people want to be garden designers, but, you know, there's the landscaping side, there's nursery side, there's the science side. The RHS are constantly encouraging people to, to, there's so many different aspects Mm. of it. And we are short of gardeners, you know, good gardeners. But we, you know, we, we, we are we're slightly, you know, undervalued good gardeners. Well, we don't, you know, they don't quite get paid enough compared to other, you know, no. plumbers and electricians and all that. I mean, it is a real skill and, you know, and, and a huge amount of knowledge and uh, that goes into it. So we, we must, as a nation, this is my, this is my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into it. The nation needs to, we need to value our yeah. gardeners. I think I think you're totally right, and there is space, as you say. There's lots of garden designers, lots of landscapers. I would say sometimes there's a real dearth of what we were saying earlier—the kind of the old kind of semi-retired chap or lady, to be fair. Yeah. The, yeah. the people are calling out for them, but of course, there's not enough of them because people don't necessarily want to do it. And and a lot of it comes down to cost, as you say. You kind of think, yeah, they're more of an hourly rate, but there is important to some people because. As much as plumbers and electricians give you great enjoyment because your house has got lights and warmth, yeah. Yeah. gardens can give, probably give more enjoyment in that sense from your garden than anything. And uh, it all just depends whether you appreciate it or not, I suppose. Exactly, exactly. That's true. Because yeah. I will say to your books, Joe, they're very nice. If I can, I can actually say they, they strike me. Are you got more planned, or has the publisher got more planned, I should say? <laughs> uh, the publisher, Maybe. yeah. I, I, yeah, I think they, I think that there's potentially more in the series. A bit yeah. like a Netflix, it's a bit like a Netflix uh, series. Yes. There's more there. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm crazy busy this spring. Yeah. <laughs> but um, maybe in the autumn, I might uh, turn yeah. my attention to well, another couple. I, I would say, from my point of view, I, if I'm being honest, they, they remind me, they're like a very modern, updated version of a very famous set that I'm sure you and the publisher would love to have, because I'm sure they sold something like 60 million nearly, which would be the Garden Expert series by uh, Dr. Hessian. But I do like these because they are different. They're similar, but different. And I know that um, Dr. Hessian did say that those sort of books don't really exist anymore. They've gone away because of the internet. No, that's it. Well, you know that I was brought up on the Dr. Hessian books and, you know, I had the Lawn Expert, the Rose Expert, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, with his with his drawings in That's there, it. you know, and I used to refer to them all the time. And I, I, I want, I want that. I want that practical. I want people to sort of have faith in the practical um, yes. knowledge behind them. But you know, a little bit more inspir- a little bit more inspirational. Because yeah. I think these days that we are, with, we're not just thinking about okay, I'm going to grow this rose bush. I'm, you know, you're thinking of the bigger picture and the design mm-hmm. and how you're going to use it in the garden and da, 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 da. And then there's the you know, all the wildlife and the mo- the modern garden ways we garden. Um, but yeah, but that I'll take that as a compliment. And yeah, if I could sell oh, yeah, you know, a percentage of his sixty million worldwide, I'd be I'll be very happy with that. I can see your publishers rubbing their hands already. I know it was totally meant as a compliment, as I say, because then unfortunately in this modern world we live in, you're, you're ultimately always reinventing the wheel in a slightly different way, new spokes or anything. But I think they're lovely because you could leave them on your coffee table and pick them up and read them. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think the nicest way to say this. You could you could actually. Um, Used to be, as I used to say, a kind of a book you could leave in a toilet, and you'd be surprised that people would sit. But, <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest possible way because you can actually look through it and think, "Oh, I had a problem." Like I'm just going through your this one here, and like the Swiss Chard, maybe yeah. things people wouldn't know a lot about, but it, it's laid out so nicely and the beautiful typeface and everything that it's, it's short and concise. And the next page is yeah. tomatoes. That people, yeah. it's a kind of you can pick it up 
and put yeah. it down and use it as a reference book without necessarily thinking, I, I don't know how many pages, what we've got, about 100 and 200 odd pages. I don't have to yeah. read it all the way through. No. Or read it all. No, I exactly. Might read it in one bolt. But, and I think that's what's very nice about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the idea. You can dip in when it's relevant and then, you know, you can start somewhere with them and then, oh, you know, maybe yeah. a year later you go back. And, uh, and also, you know, I just, I thought things like the edible, you know, the edible gardeners, you know, um, if you sort of got a niece or a nephew or like my son, mm. you know, my son, if he gets his allotment, it'd just be absolutely perfect. Like a friend of mine's just got his first garden um, down in Devon. You know, I've sent him, I've sent, I've sent him the whole set. That's you, yeah. Nico. I want thanks for that, by the way. And, um, you know, he's never gardened it before in his life. I'm thinking, well, this is absolutely perfect. Stop you ringing, stop him ringing me up every time. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> but also, they're, you know, they're 9 99 so they're, pri- they're priced up. You know, you pick them up. And you think, hang on, okay, yeah, that's really, yeah. And you're not, I don't want the price to put people off. Right? I just want people to think, yeah, that's great, exactly what I need, a tenner, mm. you know. Well, that's it, because you've split it up as well, unlike a lot of books where they bizarrely could have, I mean, I've got them here. Thank, thanks yeah. to your publisher for sending them, it's very kind. Okay. They haven't combined them, they've not tried to do too much. You've actually separated them. So if somebody's not interested in growing plants in the house, which is fair enough, yeah. at least you can, and I think that's where the kind of, this sort of series of books does because you can pick and choose what you want. Not everybody's interested in everything. And some people, as you say, are not interested in modern gardens. Although I believe there's a lot that you don't have to have a modern garden to um no totally. No, some people some people might just be interested in getting more wildlife, some people might not have a garden at all. They're just looking at the indoor plants, you know, um that's yeah, that's the idea. There's so many aspects to gardening and you've got to sort of tailor make it to work for the space that you've got and what you're into and and where you want to go with it as well. And I, I totally appreciate that. Yeah. And also, I must say, um, you've either got a very good collection, I'll bring it close to the com- uh, camera there, of uh, snazzy shirts and bands for your hat, or someone's been uh, auto-chroming, I believe. But, um, Some, uh, that's no, someone's like definitely been playing, with photo- they've been playing with Photoshop. Yeah, they're, oh, they're they look nice. I'm really pleased with them. They're cool, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're lovely. I, that's the first thing I know. I thought, I thought Joe's got some pretty out there um, shirts and hat bands. But, um, yeah. I'm guessing they told you just to wear a white shirt for it and put a white hat band. No, no, I just were No, it was my daughter took that photo. And All right. I, literally, she, they said, we need a photo of you. We've got a similar photo, but we wanted to... Yeah. Because um, I was like, I've got a beard. It was an old photo they had. And, uh, and so, um, no, she, she took that photo of me and uh, they sent it. And they could do amazing things on Photoshop. Oh, yes, they can. I, I must yeah. admit, I was fiddling around on Zoom before you came on and realised that yeah, I can make myself look 10 years younger as a, as a TV show. <laughs> says, but I believe oh, yeah. they call soft focus, but I thought... Yeah, you can get one of those. those that's it. <laughs> but you've got no expression on your face. It's like you pulled a... I know. Pink for the way for it. Yeah, you saw them on the telly. I know. Yeah. My missus is always going... No, 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 their faces are moving. They've got one of those filters off. Yeah. Well, no, it's not the same, is it? I don't know. How were you affected by Storm, dear Storm Eunice, the other day? Was it t- that bad in London or pretty uh, well, blowy out here? It was blowy. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. I mean, you know, there's branch, three branches down. Um, hmm. I've got to get out there and prune a few things back. Um, but no, it was, there was a lot, of, a lot of blustering around. In fact, my neighbor, my neighbor's old pear tree came down, but it was already sort of rotten and covered yeah, in ivy yeah. but fortunately it fell, fell the other way and sort of took a bit of the fence out but i've yeah. given him my tree sur- my tree surgeon's number i think it's coming this weekend to chop it all up but yeah. the thing about the city is that, you know you've got um, buildings to deflect it you've got fun yeah but you've also got funneling so you mm. know if you, if you get a really strong sort of storm and it funnels down a narrow street and there's no 
which is why we all should have more hedging and more plants that actually mm. slow that and slow that down. Uh, but and that will no, help I with flooding I, as well, Joe. The um, flooding, often yeah. People, people don't realise that when it hits a hard piece of concrete or a compacted piece of ground, it runs off, and that's what creates flooding. Water, as I always tell customers, one thing about water, I can guarantee you. It will go with gravity. It doesn't move uphill. It goes the easiest route downhill. And that's what yeah. you have to work with. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, flash floods in, in the cities and mm. they're going to get worse. And, the, you know, yes. we, the urban greening, we need to do much more of it, slow it all down as it goes down into the drains mm. uh, or goes, ideally, goes back into the ground, goes back into the water place. Oh, that'd be the best um, thing. Yeah, yeah. So you're... As a designer, have, have you noticed any trends? I think so obviously this last couple of years we've changed them. Have you, ever, have you noticed more trends for people wanting to have allotments or growing areas at home for vegetables? And what kind of trends have you noticed maybe have been happening or you, you can yeah, kind of see well, it going? I think it's, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think we're really valuing uh, gardens and outdoor space now. And I think we're finally breaking away from the, yeah, I spent years banging on a bit, breaking away from the lawn in the middle with all the plants around the outside and doing something a bit more exciting than that and, uh, and really engaging with it. So I think, I think wildlife is, um, mm. is massive and rightly so. I mean, it's, it's not a trend, it's just no. it's essential. Um, and then there's a sustainability aspect. You know, people don't want to go out there watering stuff all day, every day, and trying to keep things alive. So I think you know, we're much more. Um, interested in sort of creating um, environments and, where plants can thrive uh, mm. rather than this is my favourite plant, I'm going to water it every day. Um, and yeah, I think go grow your own big. I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's sort of, you know, it's not just seen as someone who gardens or someone who doesn't. It's people who, will, who, who just, you know, might not see themselves as a gardener, but still, you know, interested in plants and mm. grow plants. And well, I think it's uh, yeah, I enjoy them. I think it's sort of been blow, blown out. I think it's opened up a lot yeah. more, you know, than I'm a gardener. Oh, I'm not a gardener. Yeah. Oh, I've got a garden. No, I haven't got a garden. Oh, no. People are looking at different ways of just, you know, growing stuff. And, and, I, and I think uh, learning from our predecessors, our grannies and granddads and things like that, and things like a mulch is kind of like to a gardener. It's, yeah, it's a kind of basic thing you do. But as people are starting to realise now that actually mulching, I mean, wood chip i'm a bit mm, about sometimes but they all do the yeah. same thing they do, always they do all the, yeah if you water a plant if you keep watering a plant it's not going to bother going looking for the water yeah it's yeah, the exactly. same with lawns lawns the lawn will always come back yeah it'll go a bit brown but it will always come back but uh, yeah. bottom line is a lot of people they they not over you can't it's pretty hard to overwater. well you can overwater. depends on your conditions but if you give it sometimes you've got to give them a bit of hard love because they have to rip, they have to go and look for the water. Because if you just if it's always on tap, what they're going to do? They'll be yeah. like your pet cat or dog. They'll just come back and go, "Where's my water?" Then, then when it doesn't yeah. come, they'll be like, uh, "Yeah." Uh, and but yeah, the roots. That's it. The roots. Yeah, and I know. I think I think that's it. I think we're learning. We are working with the environment, with with the plants, and we're more relaxed. We're way, when I first started gardening, all stripes on lawns and yeah. the edging edging shears out. And, you know, the minute a plant um, was over, you know, perennial, you chop it back, it or, you know, deadhead yeah. it. And now we, we, we embrace, you know, the, the decay of plants, the beauty of decay mm. through the winter, the natural rhythms of, of, of the seasons. Right. And if it's all so sterile and clean out in your garden, you just don't, 
you, you don't experience that. You know, you don't see that. You see it in the park, but you won't see it in your garden. Well, our yes. gardens are the, the place to, and that is only beneficial to wildlife. And we, you know, it, it's a it's a sort of big cycle that that we all get involved in. So I think gardening has sort of become more of a a sort of yeah a process that mm. we're all involved in rather than oh I've got a lovely garden. Yes. It's like no, I, I'm engaged in my garden. I, that's what I am. I'm engaged in my garden, the seasons, and yeah. the whole thing. And that's a brilliant thing. It's a lovely thing because that's what we are. You know, we know we know how great it is. Well, yeah, but it's evangelical. Really yeah, I've got the battle with my wife when I um because. Uh, when I moved in, the house has done a lovely job on the house of builder, but unfortunately he's a builder. So we all know what they know about gardening. And uh, I left some bluebells in. I did put down a new lawn because I didn't have yeah. one. And of course they kind of come through the lawn and my wife wants me to just cut them off. Whereas I'd rather just leave that a bit of a long area. But it's a bit like you saying earlier, when you're, I do it for a living and that, but you've got to, you've got, I've got children, oh, well, they're teenagers and they're only just getting out of bed, I can hear. Um, and things like that but you have you have to balance it it's not just my garden there's yeah obviously I share it with the creatures well the birds yeah. and the bees and all the insects and I have to and I do share it with my wife and kids and things like that yeah. so yeah and I, that's the that's the fun thing about designing is actually finding a way to try and keep everybody happy oh well we know it will never quite be a, a perfect um a split but um yeah, exactly but is there something for everyone out there it's that you know you can garden it you can look at it you can be out in the space it's got to be versatile for the kids and you know when you have people around whatever it might be um you know that we want a lot from our garden spaces but they're alive you know they're like oh, they're yeah. not like a, a living room or a kitchen they're alive and they're constantly um, changing they're yeah, affected they're by constantly... things that we have no control over and that's i think part of the fun of gardening is actually yeah trying to work with what you well, you have to work with what you give them you can't force it yes yeah. So. yeah yeah exactly do you have a lot you, do you have an allotment at home i know your son's trying for one have you got a little veg growing area joe at home i've got a very small veg, veg ah, it doesn't matter it's a growing it's area non-stop what's yeah. your favorite thing to grow do you think that you like picking straight out of the ground uh yeah i mean i do i do like carrots and you can't beat a potato no, oh, no yeah, I love. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, I know it's very, very simple, but I love a potato that's there. But I just like sort of cut and come again salads as well. Yes. because they're so easy. And you know, <laughs> going off to the supermarket, those plastic bags, they drive me mad. They're lovely, and just, aren't they? And yeah. you just a handful, you know, scissors, snip, snip, snip. You know, give it a water, and you get, you know, three well, or four. Yeah, you don't always want a whole bag of. Of lettuce. No, you don't want a whole Perfect. bag of lettuce, and, no. and the whole plastic thing is really doing my head in the single-use plastic. Yeah, thing. it's. Um, I, so I, I just like yeah, and herbs. I like herbs. You know, just being able to go out and pick some herbs and you know, fresh yeah. herbs rather than dried herbs. Actually, I'm very lucky. I'm off to. Um, I spoke to Jack and McVicker the other day, and I'm, I'm off to visit oh. her in April. Go and see her her herbarium and things. So I'm looking forward to that because yeah. I love herbs. And yeah. and, and in the, in our our chat, she taught me an awful lot about things about herbs and that because I. I said the old question about, oh, what would you, what's your kind of herb starter kit? And she straight away came back with, there is no such thing as a herb starter kit. Yeah. What do you like to eat? It's no point yeah. growing lots of things. If you don't, uh, same with all vegetables, there's no point yeah. going on, oh, look at these fabulous aubergines and things I've grown. Do you eat them? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, then yeah. there's actually no point in really growing them. They look nice and it might look great on um, Instagram or something. But <laughs> yeah. You really need to grow what you eat. And no one yeah. likes everything. And obviously, yeah. a lot of people probably lie and say they do, and they never do eat it. But I grow what I eat. So it may not yeah. be the most expansive plot, 
Yeah. And I grow, I mean, I don't, I can't claim to eat Swiss chard a lot, but I think it's pretty. So I'll do a little, little pot of it just to kind of colour up the, um, colour up the allotment. But yeah, it's, it's, it's knowing what you eat. And that's how we'll cut down on wastage. Because I think that's a bigger problem. There's often people say, oh, there's too many people. We can't grow enough to feed the world. Well, we probably can, but we absolutely waste too much. And that's, well, that's probably, true. Yeah, and um, and they sell things like wonky carrots now in some supermarkets, and I'm like, it's just a yeah. carrot. They don't all come out kind of like this long and perfectly straight and nothing. And I think oh, it's just no. letting people know that actually vegetables like humans are imperfectly perfect, I suppose. Yeah, say. yeah totally. And there's somewhere to get around to it. Agree. Right. You're an ambassador for the National Garden Scheme. I think there's another thing that I think people have maybe started to appreciate a little bit more, the little little yellow book that comes out for your um, local area. Yeah. Well, I was, I was the president before I handed oh. over to Mary Berry. So I was the president for six years. I love yeah. the National Garden Scheme. Um, yeah, it's where I, I did a lot in the early days when I first got into gardening. I would you know, go around the local gardens mm. and look at what people were growing uh, and talk to the, you know, the homeowner and just sort of, you know, just tap into that knowledge. Yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And then the significant amount of money that is raised for, um, you know, for nursing charities, mainly. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I, Brilliant. I think they're probably the, um, in many ways, if, if normally if they're local to you, they're probably, you'll get more knowledge from those. Some might say that their, their expertise will probably be more relevant to you than a book sometimes because yeah. they know your local area, they know yeah, your local it, soil. Exactly. They know your soil, they know what grows, and you can mm. just get so much info about you know where to buy stuff locally yeah. and you know, maybe source a load of mulch or whatever yeah. it might be cheaply. Um, but also just for inspiration. And I think you know, garden owners, gardeners who have spent you know years developing a really lovely garden want to share it they yeah. want to share it you know especially if it's just you know a, a sort of residential garden you know behind a, you know, a house or whatever no one gets to see it unless no. they open it and let people in and i think there's still a misconception about the ngs people don't know that that money goes to great charity some yeah. people think they're their owners pocketing the money themselves no, no, no. they're not you know so I it's just it's a total win-win situation fantastic yeah. It's their enthusiasm sometimes. It can it will make you yeah. want to come and garden because they're, they're as you say, they might be 30, 40 years old and they could be in their 90s, but they're actually enthusiasm yeah. to actually get out and do something, maybe not what you once could do, but it's it's, it's amazing thing. So um, yeah. I'll shoot my researcher, which is actually me, and I'll shoot them for not knowing you were president, actually. That's it, I'm sacked. <laughs> I was president for six years. Six it? years, right, that's it. We'll put that at the top. I'll re-edit it later to say President <laughs> Joe Swift. <laughs> Um, Chelsea's back on again this year in its normal slot. Now, yeah. I know um, I chatted to Chris Beardshaw and he's back with the RLNI. That's right. You're a gold medal winner there, Joe, I think back in 2012. Are you, are we like to see you turn up in that, in that guise? I mean, we know you're going to turn up at Chelsea, but you're more of a, the public face of it. Well, you've got to watch this space because I might be there in another capacity, but I can't say what yet. But I, um, I am planning something, but it's not a spot. Uh, it's not a sponsored garden, shall we say? But cool. there's um, there's something in the making. Um, so I probably will be there uh, doing something else there from a design perspective. Yeah, I'm I'm excited by this, Joe, because believe it or not, I've never actually been to Chelsea or Hampton. Oh, right. I've, I've been to Hampton Court. Hampton Court. I've never been to the shows, but um, as okay. courtesy of writing in um. The Kitchen Garden magazine. I'm obviously going to do some reports on it for them. So hopefully I can pop along on press day 
this yes. year to both of them. So oh, hopefully, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to be packed this year. It's packed. I mean, you know, there's, there's so many gardens. It's sort of back up to full capacity as far as mm. I mean. September last year was uh, was great because the weather was amazing. It's like an Indian summer. It's a celebration mm. of everybody being you know, out of lockdown and everything. But I'm looking forward to it yeah. being in May. I think yeah. a lot and of people are. It's exciting time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Well, it'd be nice to actually, all these people I've interviewed over the uh, last couple of yeah. years, I've never actually met any of them. They've all said, oh, yeah. lovely to see you there. And then, yeah. I thought, well, that's the best place where they're all grouped together, quite simply put. Isn't that's, that's <laughs> what, that is what's nice about it. Yeah. Well, you know, from our from our perspective in the industry to sort of, you know, be surrounded yeah. by other gardeners and your old it's, mates and people that you've met. It's exactly what my editor said. He, he says it's as much a social event as it is in, in a, a kind yeah. of celebration of gardening and garden yeah. design. And, yeah, and I used to notice the kind of main sponsors, not a big bank or anything this year. I think this is it the Newt in Somerset. It's the Newt. It's the yeah, Newt. It's, which, is, which is interesting and nice because I know for many years it was a... a, a, a don't know whether a bank, but you know the investors were. No, big. it was a bank. Yeah, it was a bank. Yeah, yeah it was a hedge fund. Yeah, it's um, a hedge fund yeah. investors. Yeah, whereas it's fund. actually quite nice that a, a, a re- relatively smaller place in comparisons is actually kind of the main yeah. sponsor in the face of it. I've ne- again, I've never been there, but um, it sounds yeah. like a lovely place to go and visit. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's yeah. great. It's great fun. You know, it's great fun, and you you get gardeners and non gardeners, people into design, people just want a great day out mm. and all that sort of stuff. Um, for yeah, and filming there for the week, you know, I saw I'm there with Carol and Monty and Adam. And, you know, for us, it's really good fun as well. It's yeah. exhausting. I think it comes across with that, though, to be fair, because yeah, you know, last year you're you're high up, kind of above at the end of a part, yeah. as I say. And it's, it, I think you seem to enjoy it. I mean, there's a smile on all oh, your faces, it. not like oh, this is drudgery. No, we love it. We love yeah. it. It's it, by the end of the week, it's like you need to go and lie down in the dark room few hours but yeah it's um it's it's really good fun yeah yeah they probably won't let you do that unfortunately some of these show gardens <laughs> oh, God, no. you're, not, you're not sitting down in it <laughs> no yeah no, true that's cool and obviously you did horatio's garden for the um spoke yes. mandible as well that was a lovely um, thing to be involved yes. in i imagine and it looks fantastic too yeah um that's one of the, i mean that's the most important garden i've ever designed i would hmm. say um you know, the Horatio's, uh, yeah, for the spinal units, yeah. Manival, they're doing more and more. I mean, I think there's 11 spinal units in the UK and they're up, up to number five or six mm. at the moment. And they're designing, Andy Sturgeon, who's a friend of mine, he's designing the one in Northern Ireland. Uh, but it's just the most amazing charity to see your, the garden you've designed, you know, populated by people in wheelchairs and beds and spinal injuries, getting outside of the hospital, sterile, understandably sterile hospital environment, into a garden surrounded by plants and connecting with their families and friends. They've been through incredible trauma. Mm. And it just, you know, it just shows you how nature can help heal and, you know, help take one outside of oneself. And, you know, know, it's very humbling and overwhelming the response i have to say to the garden and it's uh yeah it's great it's been a great project to work on yeah. right now joe your dad and in fact your uncle were both actors weren't they and your mum right. is a novelist i'm right from right thinking right. yeah a playwright maybe as well i, I no, don't she's know. a novelist she's a novelist novelist yeah so where did joe swift how did he end up being gardener and not going into the acting world well he uh, he dropped out of art school. Ah. He was in, he was in a band. He's a, he's a he's a bass player in a band. Oh, and, I was a uh, bass player for many years. Oh, that's what I yeah. like to 
Yeah, so I was in a band, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) So I was in a band. The band fell to pieces. Uh, I went uh, off to uh, Australia and landscaped in Australia. Uh, Started working for a landscaping company out there. Um, And then came back to the UK and just wanted a job. Started working for a local gardening company. Uh, Yeah. And so I didn't go to university and uh, just, yeah, got into it that way. This yeah. is a sort of about 1920, just got into it and uh, just absolutely loved it. You're still into your art though, because I do watch you, um, I do follow your Instagram account and you, you, do, oh, you do like doing some coffee art, I believe you could call it. Yeah, it's a bit random. I think the word's random these days. Sometimes yeah. I do it, sometimes I don't. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I just, it's the only thing I'm a snob about is coffee. I like to make a nice cup of coffee. I, yeah. I'm not, I can't do instant. And I like to make my own cup of coffee. And I'm not a snob about anything else apart from I like a nice cup of coffee. Yeah. And I only like one a day. People think I'm a coffee addict or something. No, that's not what it's about. I just like but seeing your pictures. Anyway, it's fun. It's fun. It started yeah. in lockdown. It started in lockdown. And that's I, it. And, yeah, as we were all going a bit crazy. And I got into it. So, uh, yeah, I carried it on a bit. It's another another revenue stream for you, if you ask me, Joe. I think. Well, there you go. There, it. you go. there you go. No, it's, it's, it's a fun little thing. It's certainly a bit up on the old shamrock and a pint of Guinness that I used to do when I was, <laughs> pub when I was younger. Well, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Might take you a bit longer. That's the problem, though. If people say, "Ah, oh, what I would like is," uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I like is one of these. Cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that'd be lovely. Thanks for joining me, and I'll, I'll okay, Daniel. speak to you soon. Yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. I'll meet you in Chelsea. Yeah, hopefully in person. That'd be good. Lovely. Cheers, Jack. Thank you. Cheers. See you later. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe to Kitchen Garden Prime for just four ninety nine per month. You'll be getting a whole lot for your plot, including an easy read tablet and phone edition to read anywhere, anytime. Exclusive access to 10 years of digital back issue archives, access to exclusive content from the online allotment, the Mudketeers website. Plus, the monthly print magazine will be delivered free to your door each month. Head to classicmagazines.co.uk forward slash KG Prime to sign up today. 